Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the number one podcast for Airbnb hosts and short-term rental professionals. You're listening to an episode of The Host Show. I am your host, Jasper Rivers, and we release a new episode of this show every single Monday. And in these episodes, I interview Airbnb hosts from all around the world to share their stories and provide tips and tricks on how to get started and be successful as an Airbnb host. Now, this episode is brought to you by Legends X, our 90-day short-term rental accelerator program that's designed to help you skill your hosting business by getting yourself out of the daily operations so that frees up your time so you can become the CEO of your business instead of the manager and really focus on those higher-level tasks that move the needle and allow you to grow. So for more information about Legends X and how to join, visit strlegends.com X. Now let's dive into today's episode. Enjoy the show. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Welcome to episode number 480 of Get Paid for Your Pad. Today we are talking about extremely themed units and how to stand out on Airbnb with these themed units is something that's becoming more and more important. You know, I like to think that these days to really grab the attention of the traveler, we need to have Instagrammable units. And my guest today, Jeff Brown, he's the co-founder of Loma Homes. He has taken that to a complete new level because his units are are just in- incredibly well-designed and, and themed. It's, it's like really amazing. So we're going to dive into that. Jeff, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited too. I looked at your your some of your units, and we'll we'll share our screen in a in a little bit for the people that are watching on YouTube so they can see. But if you're listening, check out loma-homes.com and check out some of the units because they're absolutely amazing. I see like magical like wizards type of units and castles, and it's really cool. So let's dive into it. Like, first of all, like how, how did you come up with the idea of like theming your, your units the way you did? Well, so it goes back to how we got started. You know, we, we, we felt like at the time we felt like we got started late in the market. We felt like everybody was jumping into Air, to Airbnbs at the time. And we felt like we needed a, a distinguishing factor, some kind of strategic advantage. We're very data heavy, so we we like to look at the numbers to find good locations to invest in. Pulled a lot of third party data, looking at a lot of you know Air DNA and all those things, those things, and found that Florida was a really popular place to be. It had a lot of great profitability potential, specifically in Orlando. And then when we looked in Orlando and we kind of looked a little bit deeper, we noticed that there was tens of thousands of vacation rentals in that market. And if we were going to compete and be at all competitive, we had to be different in a big way. So we started looking at so what were the top properties were doing in that market. And at the time, the themes were pretty lackluster. They might have had like some minion vinyl on the wall with like a Darth Vader uh, shower curtain. And that was about it, right? It was pretty, pretty basic. And we thought, you know, if the top properties have themes, well, then let's give them more themes. Let's do something outrageous. Let's, let's really take that, take it up a notch. And so yeah. my partners are uh, home flippers. They've been doing home renovations for like a decade. And they were like, you know what? Let's, let's find some pretty awesome contractors. Let's, let's go all in. 
And they also had some investors that they had used for their flips to fund their flips in times past. And so they reached out to some of them and said, Hey, this is what we're thinking. We want to do this project. And we found some really cool specialty contractors that would build these custom foam beds and, and put fog machines under the beds and, and do special lighting effects. And, and we, we really set our goal of creating immersive experiences. We really had to, had to nail the, the why behind why guests are going to Orlando while they're going to the parks. So we wanted to create an extension of that theme park in the home so that they would, they could go home from the theme park and still be in the theme park mm-hmm. in a, in essence. And so that's yeah. really what we set out to do. And our first project was 12 parsecs, the uh, galaxy themed house. And that one did really well. And so we just decided to keep going. Yeah, man. And I have to say, I'm sharing my screen right now. So people on YouTube can can watch as I'm going through some of the your units. And so looking at Orlando, you have three locations, right? Orlando, Destin, and Panama City Beach. So I'm looking yeah. at Orlando and I see Once Upon a Castle, Wizard's Way, 12 parsecs. Is that mm-hmm. is that right? Parsecs? I actually don't yep. know what a parsec is, but we'll get into that. Raptor Raptor Retreat. And I think I think my favorite is the is the Wizard's Way. So I'm going to click on that unit and just going through the photos. It's, it's absolutely incredible. Like I see a bet that's, that's like a car. Is that from that cartoon cars? Yeah. So it's a, uh, it's a car that kind of has that vintage model that looks like you might see on a, on a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and what I love about the, the way that you designed it, it's so free deal. Like you really like, it's almost like you're you're in the environment, like with, you see the mountains in the back and like the way that the furniture flows into, into the, the walls is really, really incredible. So like you almost have to, you, you have to see it. If you're listening to this, you got to take a look because otherwise it's, you know, it's just kind of hard to describe with words, I guess, but, but every room is so well designed. I see, I see like, is this a, a train, like a locomotive of a train? Yeah. Yeah. That's a big, big train. And it's, it's fun. It's got buttons on it that, that blows a whistle and steam comes out the top and kids love it. Wow. So it's like a 4D experience. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Actually. Yeah. Really, really awesome. So let's see, we have the wizards, the wizards way once upon a castle. These are all themes that I guess that are in line with like Disneyland. I've never been to Disneyland. So, but I'm assuming yeah. that's Disneyland's nearby Orlando, is it? Yeah, Disney World actually. So Disneyland Disney in California, yeah. Disney World is in Florida, and there's different themes. So if you go to Disney World, you can go to the um, you can go to Galaxy's Edge, for example, which has kind of a more of a Star Wars theme. Fans that that like Star Wars might also like Twelve Parsecs, which has a, a galaxy theme to to match, very similar look and feel, right? And so on. So you, if you've been to Jurassic World and you like dinosaurs, you might like our Raptor Retreat House or those those types of themes that that resonate with with guests. Got it. So for Orlando, I can I can see how you're coming up with these themes, right? Because you're looking at you want it to be an extension of the experience that people are having at the park, uh, which makes a lot of sense. Tell us a little bit more about the property, the Serenity and the Beverly, that are located in Destin. And by the way, where where is Destin? Destin's on the Panhandle of Florida. Yeah, it's just right there on the Panhandle as you um, in the Gulf Coast of Florida. Gotcha. Um, so we again we we picked Destin as a highly profitable area two years ago, 
And we just, the numbers were, were really strong. Revenue was very, very high for the cost of homes at the time. Now, fast forward two years, prices have gone up insanely fast. So we've slowed down our purchase a little bit in this area. However, again, it kind of goes back to the why and looking at top properties. So when we looked at this area, again, we started with the profitability potential. Then we narrowed in on that area and said, okay, what, what are the top properties that are performing here? And we consistently saw these beachy boho vibes that were, that were performing best. And so we bought the property and just kind of gutted it from a cosmetic standpoint and redid all the bathrooms and the, and the kitchen and everything and made it, made it look really nice. This one, the Beverly that you're looking at right now, the inspiration for this one was, it was on Hollywood street. So 95 Hollywood, Hollywood mm-hmm. street is the street. Now they, they call it the Beverly because it's themed after the Beverly Hills hotel in California. We wanted to make it, give it the same kind of look and feel here. We see a very glam, vintage glam is really what we went with. Some light pinks, some dark greens and gold was the, was the name of the game on this. So this property we actually bought as a three bedroom. The entire basement was just a garage. And so we took it and completely renovated the basement to add another four bedrooms and two bathrooms. So what was a, I think it was actually a, we added three bedrooms. So it was three bedroom, two bath when we bought it. And now it's a six bedroom, four bath. And it's been really, really strong. So this has been one of our best properties so far on the beach. Mm -hmm. Highly recommend doing value adds. Interesting. And these units seem to be a little less extreme when it comes to the the theme, right? Is there a specific reason why you guys did it that way? Yeah, for sure. We felt like people aren't going to the beach to have a themed experience, right? They're going to the beach to have a beach experience. So we wanted to create a theme that resonated with that specific guest. So every property has a theme, but it's not as extreme as you'd find in a, in a theme park, right? So that one was a Beverly Hills vintage vibe. It resonates really well with girls groups, girls night out type retreats. They love that property. And then there's, if you look at the Panama City Beach properties, the Panama City Beach is just like an hour south of Destin. So it's pretty much the same location, but you'll see properties like Sailor's Cove, Pirate's Pearl, the Hamptons, just more, the design all follows a, a very specific theme and it all matches and goes together. The goal there being to make the design look very intentional and every detail of that home goes with that design so that when the guest arrives, they know this was curated with a specific experience in mind. Even if it's not, you know, fog machines coming out of the walls, that's not why people go to the beach. And so we just wanted to create the experience that the guest was going for and give them that elevated level of stay. Yeah. And I can tell just going through the photos, I can tell that you guys are really paying attention to detail. I imagine like it's always when you look at pictures, it's it's always difficult to really like visualize that experience. But I do notice like little things that I'm sure you guys have thought about when it comes to the to the design. So awesome. So let's talk a little bit about the ROI on this. Because I can totally see how these units will be performing really well. And I'll also it's very much in line with the trend. I think that's happening. I think you correctly said that. You know, like when I started in 2012, it was just like, if you were in a, in a good area, 
like you could throw anything on Airbnb and it would make money. Right. Whereas it's now like there's, you know, we have to find ways to stand out and make it really focused on the experience versus just providing a space to sleep, which you guys have done really, really well. So can you tell us a little bit more about like, how much do you have to invest in these units, you know, to do the renovation and, and to put it all in this design and then how much extra can you charge for the units? Yeah, I can speak to the Orlando properties. That's something that people ask us a lot is how much did it cost to, to do something like that? And it's not cheap. I mean, we we were lucky to buy those properties before the, the homes in Orlando skyrocketed. I think we bought those homes for about 450 to 500,000. Now you can't find them for less than 800,000. But you know, we, we bought it for about 450 and we dumped... I want to say 250, 250,000 into the renovation for average would be two, between 250 to 300,000 for a themed property. Per property. Um, for the, yeah, for the themed ones. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. But they are, they are eight bedroom homes, five bathroom. So you think about 4,000 square feet where every single inch of the house pretty much is, is got a custom, you know, mural on it. It's, it's pricey. But that said, you know, let's say you're all in 800,000 on one of those homes, they will bring in, depending on the home. So our Wizard's Way home does the best. It does almost 300,000 a year in revenue. And then 12 parsecs probably follows that one within close to 250. And so we usually consider a 30% of revenue to be cash flow. That's after we we charge a twenty percent management. We consider twenty percent management off the top to just be you know accounted for. So even after twenty percent management and everything, um, we usually try to keep about thirty percent of top line revenue uh, for those properties. Wizards Way is going to be a little bit more because the fixed costs are lesser percent of the total. But I don't know if that gives you an idea of. Yeah, so let's take an example of the of the one that does like a like three hundred k a year. So that would be almost like a thousand, pretty much like thousand dollars a night, right? That's right. Yeah. We, we average pretty close to that on that property. Yeah. So my question would be like, if you were to, if you would have skipped the design and just like kind of spend maybe 10, 20 K to just kind of do some little fixes, like what, what, what do you think you would have been able to, to rent it out for? Yeah. The, the properties in that area, they're all in the same community. It's called champions gate and the champions gate, they all have the same exact layout. So it's actually, I can, I can say with some pretty strong confidence, what other properties of the same exact layout and the same exact everything do just minus the theme. Uh, And most of them are updated and quite nice. So those properties do between 80 to a hundred thousand a year. So I think wizard's way does about triple the revenue and then probably more than triple the profit just because the the fixed expenses are you know they're the same as as the ones that don't do as much. Yeah, that's a really good point. So the ROI on on the on the the extra 250 that you put in for the design is 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 crazy then. It is pretty good. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, pretty good. So pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah. And you make a good point too, right? Cuz like Eric and I are we are looking at upgrading our, our own properties. And we've been doing those calculations too, where it's like, Hey, if you, if you go from like 300,000 in revenue to 400,000 in revenue, that's like a 33% increase in revenue, but your insurance is probably not going to change. 
your, you know, your electricity, like all those type of things that that's, that's fixed, right? As you mentioned, like a lot of the costs are are fixed. It doesn't necessarily cost more money to clean the units. So maybe like if, if you're, if you have 300,000 in revenue and maybe your costs are like, let's, you know, let's just say like your cost is like a hundred thousand, right? Then you left with 200,000. Now, if you're extra adding an extra hundred thousand to revenue, you might just keep that extra hundred thousand in in profit almost, you know, mine is a little bit, mm-hmm. right? So you're almost doubling your profit by increasing your revenue by uh, 33%. So it's good stuff. To add to that, for those of your listeners that may be thinking like, well, I'm not a professional designer and I don't know any professional designers. You don't necessarily have to be. In my opinion, one of the greatest ROI factors is finding homes that you can add bedrooms to. So finding houses that have either a little extra space or an unfinished basement or something where you can just add bedrooms really increases that. So if you can go from a four bedroom to a five bedroom, it kind of puts you over a threshold where we've seen that the supply in short-term rentals is within like one to four bedrooms. They're everywhere, right? Homes are built standard that way. But once you, once you get five and above, you enter a different profitability threshold where people are willing to pay a big premium for those homes because they want to have two families in the same house or three mm-hmm. families and people vacation a lot with multiple families and they're willing to split that bill together. And it's cheaper for them to rent your five bedroom house than it is to, to rent five hotel rooms. Mm-hmm. And that's really where the economies make sense for them is in bigger homes. Now that comes with a little extra risk of parties comes with risk of, you know, bigger families bring more damage. So you have to figure that into your numbers, but if you're willing to treat your business like a business, I really think the, the bigger properties are where it's at. Yeah. And I can imagine, especially in a market like Orlando, a lot of people want to travel with, with families or multiple families, right? Absolutely. What are some other considerations that we haven't talked about yet? Like I always like to say, like, what is the, what is the stuff that we don't know that we don't know when it comes mm-hmm. to like, you know, designing these type of places? That's, that's such a great question because there's so much in, that we do in the background and I'd have to, I almost wish my, my partners were on here because they deal with the day-to-day of rehabs. Now we manage everything remotely. So our, our office is in Utah. All of our properties are in Florida. We, we, unless we were in California, we couldn't be farther away from our properties. And my partners manage those rehabs from afar. So there's a lot to learn in terms of doing a rehab right and you really have to be, you know, cause you're going to have to find a contractor and a licensed contractor to do all that, but you need to have really specific milestones and ways of managing those contractors. So if you're not familiar with flipping homes or renovating, it's, it's a risky thing to do. I would, the less experience you have, I would, I would, I would, the, the smaller the project. So start small. Do, you know, find a home that you can put some lipstick on, meaning throw some paint on, maybe change some countertops and then work your way up from that. Because the more work those contractors have to do, the more you have to manage. So just the advice I would give is don't, don't jump into a themed house day one, unless you're on site and you can be on top of those contractors, making sure that everything is is coming out the way you want. Because I'll tell you those, those murals that you're seeing on those properties, they didn't start that way. You know, they started one way and we had to say, uh-uh, that's, the, the vision is, is not aligning. We have to, we have to redo this. We have to redo that, or we have to make it work that way. 
so it's not a set it and forget it type of project. You really need to, to be as hands-on as you can. And, and that can be difficult, especially if you're offsite. Yeah. Makes sense. Let's talk about some, some value adds and some way to, to add a theme to a unit without having to invest that much money. Right. What, what are some, what are some affordable ways do you think that people can turn their home into, or give it some sort of theme? What I would do honestly, is I would start reading the five-star reviews of the top properties and figure out what it is that people are going to those properties for. What we found in Destin when we first started doing analysis was that people loved, there's like three things that they loved. They love big open space for, for like get togethers, like that they could get their family together and, and just hang out in the same space. So find out what those like that top amenities are And then from there, I'd say it's all in the details. So you pick a theme, really the, the theme isn't as important as the quality of that theme. So it's, especially if you're, you know, if you're on the beach, you can do a sailor's theme and a pirate's theme. And those are fun. Those are really cool. But I would say that the thing that people love the most is when they walk in and every decoration goes with that theme. So mm -hmm. pick your theme, whatever it is but make sure that you do it right and not tacky that if there is one rug that doesn't go with the color of your color scheme, get rid of it or, or change it because it's that level of detail that gives guests a feeling of luxury. Mm -hmm. Got it. What are you guys looking at right now? Because as you mentioned, the real estate prices are kind of, kind of crazy right now. It's, it's also really hard to find contract. We're experiencing that ourselves. It's really hard to find contractors. Materials are expensive. Architects, totally. you know, backed up. What, what, what are you thinking for the next like a uh, couple of years? I think for us, we've actually considered new builds, even with all of the increase in, in prices for materials and labor we can still build a house in our given areas for way cheaper than we can buy an existing house. So maybe that sounds a little bit daunting for most of your listeners, but I think that's where the numbers make the most sense right now. There are, there's small pockets. I think that you can look into as well. If you're not willing to build, I think there's some areas in you know Arizona, like Sedona, think national park. So you're usually pretty safe. If you find a national park that really any national park, and and put up something that goes with the theme of that park so if you're in a forest national park forest you know put something cabiny make it look intentional and you'll do fine i think that even though prices are high there's always opportunities in short-term rentals if you manage well i would say that given a two two three years ago profits were huge everybody was making hand over fist and you may not make those kinds of profits but i still think that if you can hold on to some real estate and make the best cash flow you can i think airbnb is still still a solid model yeah what's your expectations when it comes to the, the real estate market for for the next few years i don't think it'll burst like everyone's expecting the, the articles i've read make it sound like it's not going to be as hot as it's been the last two years. So hopefully there will be a little bit more balance in the market where you're not having to bid against 20 other people and put a cash offer anymore. So I don't think it'll tank, but I do think it'll, it'll slow down and be a little bit easier to buy, even though prices are high and maybe there'll be a little bit of negotiating room now. So that's, I mean, it could be a, could be a great thing for yeah. people just to get in. 
Okay. Uh, you mentioned you're, you're now thinking of like building new homes. What are your thoughts on like, this is something that we're looking into. So I'm just curious what your thoughts are. What are your thoughts on the prefabricated tiny homes? I think it's a great idea. We have not yet done that, but we've certainly looked into it. And I think that it's still a very popular thing to do. People like different and trendy. I don't think they mind that it's manufactured. I think they want, they, like you said, they want the experience. So the home itself, I don't think is enough to, to command a premium, but if you put that home in a really cool place where they can have a cool experience, I think that's what matters. And I think it's a solid model. The one thing we considered, and we're still looking into maybe having tiny homes that we can move from season to season. So we're actually considering finding an area where there's like a ski area for the winter and something cool for the summer where we can actually pick them up, move them and take advantage of two peak seasons. Because we've learned that if you're in peak season in in an area, like in the beach, you can charge whatever you put up a cardboard box and almost charge a thousand dollars a night. So it's really about timing. And if you can take advantage, if you can have two peak seasons, that's best of both worlds. So we're looking into potentially getting a bunch of tiny homes that we can maybe lease land by the ski resort and lease land by the beach or something, you know, where we can just move them season to season. The, yeah. the concern we have with that is just the longevity of the tiny homes. And if they're really meant to travel that much. Mm-hmm. The other concern with that is just the asset value and what will the asset value do? It's not going to be the same as, as a home on a foundation that just grows in value. So the cash flow is super, super high with those tiny homes, but that's all you're going to get. I don't think you're going to get an, an equity play with, with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That reminds me of that we had a, I don't know if you are into football, but in, in Europe, football is very, very popular. And we just had the Champions League final, which is kind of like the biggest game in Europe when it comes to football. Mm-hmm. And I was just looking at how much money people were paying, you know, to be in that area around, around the game, those few days, it, it was just crazy. You know, like it was, it took place in Albania, which where it's very affordable usually, but people were paying like a couple thousand a night you know, for, for rooms there. So I was also, as you were talking, yeah, as you were telling, as you were mentioning, like, Hey, you know, go have two high seasons. I was thinking, what if you like have a tiny home and you just like, you go from, you know, from Southwest, Southwest and and Austin to like the, the Super Bowl, And like, you just keep going to all these crazy peak times, you know? And I don't know how many of those type of events there are, but there must be, there must be a lot of them. So I'm just, I know that it's going to be a lot of work with logistics and driving these things around and stuff, but yeah, it's like, it's like a taco truck, but you move lodging. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, if you start thinking that way, you you could go also think about like RVs, for example, you know, RVs that you can rent out and and drive around. And there's a, there's a website for that. Actually, it's called Outdoorsy where you can rent out RVs on outdoors. It's like the Airbnb for RVs, essentially. So awesome, yeah, man. Um, oh, really? Oh, she rents them out. Like, is that, is that going well for her? She just started, but yeah, I think it's going well for it. It's, it's, it's kind of the next Airbnb, right? So I think it'll be, they'll have, a, there'll be a lot of profit margin in it for the next few years until more people start to jump in and, and, you know, see where it goes, but they're, yeah, yeah it seems to be working for it. Awesome. Cool, man. Well, thank you so much for your, for your time. This was really interesting. And again, if you're if you're listening to this, you got to check out the website, loma-homes.com. Check out the properties. 
that Jeff and, and his partner have created. It's absolutely amazing. And uh, if there's people who might have some questions, want to get in touch with you, where what's the best way to get in touch with you? Yeah, you can email me at Jeff, J-E-F-F at Loma-Homes.com. Awesome, man. Well, any any final thoughts before we wrap it up here? No, just uh, encourage your listeners to get out there and keep buying homes. I know it sounds scary, but I promise there's still money in it. Yeah, that's right. Awesome, Jeff. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. And to the listeners, thank you for listening. And uh, don't forget, like, if you want to go on YouTube, you can watch, you can listen to the podcast, but you can also watch us on camera. And uh, also when I'm sharing the screen, you'll be able to follow as well. So with that said, we'll see you guys on Friday. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening to Get Paid for Your Pad, the number one podcast for Airbnb hosts and short-term rental professionals. We really hope you enjoyed the show. And if you want to learn more about hosting on Airbnb and building a short-term rental business, then go ahead and subscribe to our daily email newsletter at getpaidforyourpad.com. And if you're just starting out on Airbnb, make sure to download our free Airbnb starter guide at getpaidforyourpad.com forward slash get started if you enjoy this podcast make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and please leave us a review on apple Podcasts for a chance to win lifetime access to the short-term rental profit academy our starter course for anybody who wants to start an airbnb business every month we select one random reviewer and give that person access to the course Um, So if you want to have a chance to win access to the course, uh, please leave us a review and then uh, you might uh, join our program pretty soon. So thank you for listening. Check back every Monday for a new episode of The Host Show and every Friday for an episode of SDR Conversations of the Get Paid for Your Pad podcast. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet.